welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast. I am your host, Cody McBroom, the CEO of Tailored Coaching Method, a world-renowned online coaching company. This podcast is built to help you create a life by design. That's what the Tailored Life is. It's choosing to blaze your own path, make your own decisions, and create a life you desire. So in this podcast, you're going to learn ways to optimize your body, optimize your mind, optimize your relationships and optimize your business and career this is the podcast for personal development junkies and people who can't stop growing because they strive for more we are also going to bring on experts in every single field to teach you their own expertise so you're not only learning from me four days a week but I'm bringing other professionals in to teach you their principles too so if you love personal development and you constantly want to strive for more in life this is the podcast for you. Make sure you hit subscribe, send this to a friend that needs it, and keep listening to improve your life all around. And without any further ado, let's get into the Tailored Life Podcast. Today we have my good friend Brad Jensen, the owner of Key Nutrition, uh, a nutrition company that is out of Utah, but they work with people all around the world, just like we do at Tailored Coaching Method. But he is also one of the most hilarious and informative people on Instagram. He's been a great friend of mine over the years. He's been a client of mine um, from a nutrition standpoint and just somebody I've grown to really, really respect and appreciate because he's extremely authentic, extremely transparent, and just real. And when you're around real people, you just feel better about yourself and it allows you to accept who you are and be open about who you are, which is a lot of what we get into today. We talk a lot about his routines, about uh, his his nine-year journey of staying sober after a 10-year war with drugs. He just he went through a lot and he's become so successful at the end of that journey and it's so inspirational and he has so many takeaways from that journey that he is here to share with you today. So we do touch on business, we do touch on mindset, we touch on mentorships and masterminds and what we see as a trend and what the state of mentoring is in this in this fitness industry. Um, and we talk about how to be successful and happy as an individual. I think you guys are really, really going to like this podcast because it is very personable uh, because Brad and I know each other so well. So it's a very, very natural conversation. We took no notes before. We just hit record and just started going. But um, at the end of the day, you are going to take so much away from this. So I hope you guys like it. Do me a huge favor. If you love this podcast, take a screenshot right now. Tag us on Instagram. His handle is at the sober bodybuilder. Mine is at Cody McBroom. Just tag us. We want to thank you for listening and we want to share it on our story. Without any further ado, let's get into the episode with the one and only Brad Jensen. Brad Jensen, one of the sexiest men I've ever met, the sober bodybuilder, longtime friend, uh, former client, uh, bro. Dude, it's been too long since I've seen your face. Uh, we text often enough for me to be satisfied, but I haven't seen you in forever, man. So this is going to be cool. I'm really excited about this. You've been requested. Um, and shit, since the last time we had you on the podcast, which was, it, uh, we'll link that in the show notes because it's honestly, you really told your journey and your story, which is an unbelievable story. Very inspirational. I'll let you kind of do like a nutshell story just for those who haven't listened to it. And if you haven't listened to it, go fucking listen to it. It's in the show notes. It's amazing. Um, but dude, you've like, you're, it, it's pretty crazy because, you know, obviously COVID, all these things have happened since the last time we were together and stuff, but you're social media has just exploded dude. your content is killing it. Um, I feel like everybody knows it's funny. My, uh, my assistant slash COO who, who does like a lot of my podcasting things. She was the one that was like, I would love it if you could get Brad Jensen on the podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just fucking text him. Like he'll, he'll absolutely come on again. Um, but dude, you're the man. And, and I want to talk to you about all things, uh, being the man. So, so fill the listeners in real quick of who you are in a nutshell. So we can kind of 
update those who haven't listened to the previous episode and then we'll we'll dive into some specifics yeah i i just like that intro i feel like we should just end the podcast now like we're done like and that was perfect note. the sexiest man alive i've never been called and so i just want that to sink in i just i'm taking a moment here um nah dude it's good to catch up man it's good to be on here i'm uh i yeah that was that the only time i've been on the show uh what's that what was, was that the only time i think you've only been on once if i'm if i'm not mistaken i've been on yours twice yeah this Which, will be honestly, out of like, you know, I mean, we should have you on again, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, that was, you know, I think, you know, what was crazy was I think that was only maybe the, I want to say third or fourth time that I had like shared my whole story. And the way you took me through it um, was my favorite. <laughs> no, it was um, because here's why pod- co- Cody's a great podcaster. He actually listened to, uh, I don't know if it was my interview on Jason Phillips or somebody's prior to that and said, okay, how can I get the same message out, but in a different way? And I remember you telling me that like, Hey, so I listened to it. Awesome story. So I'm going to take you through it, but just a little bit different. You probably don't remember that, but I took note uh, because I just had started a podcast when I was on yours. So I was like, okay, that's good to know. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's awesome to be back on man. And, uh, life is good. And yeah, my, my, uh, cliff notes version of my story if you want to go listen to those when we, I think we spent over an hour just yeah. about that. Right. Yeah. Is, um, you know, I am, I got sober November, uh, 20th, 2012, um, from all mind altering substances. And, uh, prior to that had a decade long run with a heroin addiction that got really, really gnarly by the end. It generally does. So homelessness, um, in and out of jail, a ton, you know, convicted felon, you name it, you know, lost everything, had nothing to my name, you know, and then uh, to where I'm at today is just a blessing. And, and, and um, it wasn't an overnight deal, just like weight loss, right? It's never going to be overnight. Like people are like, how did you get to where you're at today? I'm like, fucking one day at a time doing the daily small shit day after day after day. And the same shit I do today to maintain my sprite is the same shit I did when I got sober. It was a lot more intense then. it was, you know, it's like going through um through a really intense program and then you keep up with kind of the maintenance stuff after or just even like a fat loss phase right so um that's a little bit of my story and uh i'm still active in my recovery today it's a huge part of uh what i am my, my tagline is the sober bodybuilder i don't compete in bodybuilding anymore so i sure shit better stay sober because then i have to be like the not sober not bodybuilder it's just not catchy it's too wordy previously sober retired bodybuilder <laughs> yes no i actually might compete again and uh you'll get a text about that so oh yeah um i don't you know even if you're not taking new people i'll just say so what do you want me to do <laughs> uh, I, you don't have a choice yeah i would gladly help you out dude i get asked that all the time like will i ever compete again and i actually pretty quickly say no every single time um i think and, and you could probably relate to this just especially now that I have a daughter, I just like immediately was like, no, I don't, I have no desire of doing that anymore. Like I, I want to be able to enjoy, like, I can't wait for her. Like she's finally getting to the point where we can take her to get ice cream. And she's like, oh yeah, like I want ice cream. She could say it and she's excited about it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, things are about to get really fun really soon. Um, and you're, you're just a step behind me because you, you, yours is a little bit younger. But uh, I, I want to ask you something that just kind of popped in my head because I've seen you talk about this on social media a few times actually just in response to people. Um, but you're 
approaching almost a decade. You're going to be at a decade of sober sobriety. So congrats on that, man. That's coming up. Uh, and I believe it's seven steps. Is it seven, the seven step? 12 steps, 12 step. I don't know where seven fucking came from. Um, so the 12 steps, I've heard you say that you've used that in other areas of your life many, many times. Can you explain that? Like what, what are the 12 steps and, and how does that apply to fat loss or mindset or business or whatever? Like, how did that carry on? Because I think, you know, shifting gears the, as hard as you did and getting consistent with those daily things like that, that was fucking hard. I can imagine, man. And a lot of people, they always say like, like, how do you remember your goals and how do you continue to like focus on your why so you can stay consistent and, and that's the biggest problem with so many people. They just can't fucking stay consistent. So what do you do? And what are these, how did these 12 steps influence that? Yeah, dude. No. So the 12 steps, uh, they actually came from, um, there was, uh, there was a, a group called the Oxford group in, in the 1900s who had these six steps to spiritual freedom. And so Bill Wilson, the founder of AA, got linked up with them and basically asked him to adopt them and turn from the six into 12. And so made it a little more particular to um, a little more minute, like broke them down to a little more secular items. And the 12 steps essentially, man, I mean, it's, it's first off acknowledging that you got a problem. But after that, the funny thing is, is why the 12 steps are universal. And, and, you know, there's, there's all kinds of other A's now like uh, codependence anonymous, right? Uh, there's overeaters anonymous. There's these, you know, other sport programs that use the 12 steps. And it's the same because really the only step that talks about drugs and alcohol is step one is admitting we were powerless over them. And that like our life was unmanageable. Like once we started, we couldn't stop. So if you're thinking, well, how would the 12 steps apply to me? Like maybe that one wouldn't, but think, let's take a step back and go, okay. Is there an item in my life? Is it sugar? Is it this? Is it gambling? Is it, you know, um, you know, shopping? Like, there's usually something. But after that, the two through 12 is, is essentially all about your relationship with a higher power. And the cool part is the 12 steps. They were smart. They said, you get to choose it. There's got to be something greater than you. And people that were atheist or agnostic even really struggled with that concept. Luckily, I wasn't. Like, I knew there was something greater than myself out there. Um, it's about proving your relationship with, with that, finding that first and foremost, improving your relationship with it. And then through that, improving your relationship with yourself, cleaning house, trust God, help others. That's kind of like if I wrapped it into one, it's, it's, it's trust God, clean house, help others. And the cleaning house is the daily ship. Me and you, like you talk about too, it's, it's, um, it's, you know, doing, doing a morning, morning routine or a breath work or a cold shower or, or journaling or intentions and like, that's continuing to clean house and also admitting when I'm wrong. And, and because not admitting when you're wrong comes from the ego. So really the 12 steps was a destruction of the ego. And that's what I loved about it. And that's where I saw that it had so many relevance because it's probably admitting when you're wrong, because we're going to be wrong. And it's learning to say, I'm sorry. And not saying I'm sorry, but you did this too. That negates everything. Like I actually didn't know how to make a proper apology until the 12 steps. And that was, Hey, I'm so sorry about what I did here's what I did. I want to acknowledge like what I particularly did not make this vague. What can I do to make this right? Period. Like I couldn't do that before. I'd be like, you know, but on the same term, like the next time you need to come at me different. And the, the person, it just negates everything you said. Mm -hmm. So it was simple principles like that, that, um, you know, and it was, um, and being of service to other people. And so I've carried those kind of 12 steps into, uh, into you know, I talk about it in coaching. I got to talk about this kind of being a four-legged chair of fitness. It's emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical. And when one gets wobbly, it's really hard to balance on that chair. 
I love that, man. I've actually, it's funny because there's a lot of people, mentors, programs, keynote speakers, books that talk about like four pillars. And I talk about four pillars of life all the time, but I've actually never heard those four specifically. And I like that because it kind of, a lot of them focus on business so heavily that people who aren't entrepreneurs are like, well, fuck, how does this apply to me? This is for entrepreneurs, you know, because business is always the one pillar. But I like how you broke that up. You said mental, spiritual, emotional, physical. Yeah. That's perfect, man. And I think just when one gets off, it starts to affect the others. And, and it's not, I'm not a therapist. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a, cl a clergyman. Like, it's not like I have all the answers in all these areas, but I can hopefully uh, give people, give my clients in the right direction to start thinking about like what that means to them to take care of their mo mental health and their emotional health and their spiritual health. That somebody said, you know, it's not that I don't believe in God, but I'm just not religious. It's a cool spirituality has nothing to do with religion. I said, when do you feel like just whole, like you're just like, kind of not worried about all the other shit in the world what's going on, on your phone politics whatever you know and she said when i'm up in the mountains and i said awesome then that's your spiritual experience like that's getting you closer to your spirit it's it's all that other shit aside like you feel whole in that moment and when i could start attacking with clients like that like that's what spirituality is it was like light bulbs started going off and i just saw when people weren't nourishing each one of these areas and of course like you know but all of a sudden your mental health game gets off a lot. You, your anxiety peaks up that affects like your emotional health. Cause you're now emotional wreck. And then all of a sudden it affects your physical health. Cause you know, from either a physiological, but even just a psychological, the habits, the behaviors start changing, right? You start indulging in food and binging. And, and um, so I just, you know, I try to encompass all that. And that's really all came from, from the 12 steps. So once again, I mean, I'm just so, so grateful. I fucked my life up so much that I was desperate enough and willing enough to do something different, you know? I think that last part, although is an extreme because of your situation, I talk about pain and pleasure a lot with some clients and I'm like, it, like you have to, and you said it before, you got to accept the pain you're in, in order to, and pleasure is a weird word, but I steal it from Tony Robbins and it's always pain and pleasure, but pleasure is whatever you want. What do you want in life truly? Like what is your desired outcome? You have to accept where you're at, like the painful part of it, and admit it in order to get to that place because that's the only way you can change it awareness precedes change and it's i mean that's the first step in the 12 steps like which is which is amazing um i, I want to talk about you over the last i mean how long have we known each other two years three years i think three dude okay so like over the last two to three years i have some specific questions but i'd love to hear first um what these like how you focus on these four legs of this chair every day because i think it'll lead into the the thing i want to know about with you personally over the last couple of years perfectly but what are you doing personally or with clients every single day that is 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 and this could be we can go into a long tangent about these daily habits if you want but like what are those things that you're doing to make sure you're touching each one of these four areas every single day yeah dude, so it's funny when when i got sober right i'm going through what's called the big book of aa and it, it's um it's 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 uh it's not really a textbook but it's also not a novel that's for sure um and as you're going through it it comes to a page there and it says uh, it's on page 86 and it says upon awakening you know we we do these things you know we we touch base with our higher power we we uh go through contemplation and and, um, you know, it was written in 1935. So it wasn't like pull out your gratitude journal and like, but it's essentially what he was saying. So I thought for the longest time for the couple of years, I was like, Oh, just sober people do morning routines. Like that it's, for, it's, it's specifically like for sober people. And I got into business and I was like, Oh, shit, it's like a successful human being thing. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, you know, for whatever reason, when I read that part, there was a lot of shit. Like they told me, don't get in a relationship. My first year I got in two, not at the same time, but like back to back. Right. Um, uh, they were like, just be single. And I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and get a girlfriend right away. And, um, there's a lot of things I didn't listen to, but whatever reason that like morning routine just made sense to me. It was like, ah, you start your day out. Right. So I, I, I that is probably the thing I've been hands down the most consistent in the last 3000 plus days is that, and it doesn't always look perfect and it doesn't always look beautiful. And it, sometimes it doesn't always happen first thing in the morning. But, and, and I just traveled uh, to our buddy Grant's. I didn't do it for two mornings. I felt kind of wonky. So that third morning I got up and I did my shit and I was like, oh, there we go. So yeah, I can take some breaks, but I feel it. Um, so I've done a morning routine and I think people hear that and they get really like, for me, it's as simple as it like, no matter what I make my bed. Yes. That's part of my morning routine. It keeps just everything a little more tidy. I end up keeping my room clean and it just, it just, that is the one thing I have done without fail. I do it when I travel, I make my bed first thing when I wake up and, um, and that affects my mental health. Like if I come home and I had to put out a million fires in the business, you know, like, and you come home and your fucking bed's not made. I'm like, give me a breath. Is that, like, does everything suck today? But I always come home to a crisp made bed. And so um, I make my bed. I, uh, I take a cold shower every single morning. I know you're big on cold showers and everyone like I could do everything except the cold shower. And I'm like, that's such a limiting belief. And listen, if you don't want to take a cold shower, you don't have to, but there's a lot of people that follow me that genuinely believe they're incapable of taking a fucking cold shower. Yeah, I was one. I literally was like, that's the one thing I literally, oh. I, <laughs> I was, Cody, I'm calling you out. I just started doing it uh, a week, two weeks ago. I had all my guys out oh, here. I'm and so proud it. of you. We created a daily checklist and it was like, all right, everybody comes in, you pick one thing. It can be something you need to work on or something that just is really challenging to you. And of course, one of them was like cold showers. I, I've never done it. I hate it. I don't want to do it. And I fall into that same camp. I was like, fuck, I hate those. And even but like the first one I took was 20 seconds, maybe like I just fucking turned it on cold. But the thing is, is I stood there for like two minutes looking at the dial being like, fuck this. I don't need to do this. What is this going to do for me? I, I, it's cold. Like, who cares? Why is this big deal? And I just kept going in my head. And finally, I was just like, oh, and just like stood there for a while. And then I got out of there and I was like, I just did something that I really didn't think I could do. And I didn't want to do. And nobody's watching. Nobody. There's no proof. It's just for me. And I think that's dude, that's what I've seen is like the power in it is really just me being able to go fuck this and turn it on cold when I don't want to do it. That's it. Yeah. But dude, no one will know if I didn't do a cold shower. But yeah, me, that's it. And man, yeah. And listen, there I've been guilty. I felt a little under the weather, uh, with a little minor man cold, and I didn't do it one day. But fucking better believe I was in my head about it all day. I was like, you piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> but um, they're real, dude. They're a real thing. But I do a cold shower because it challenges me. It's um, I love and and honestly, I've gotten. Re I mean, and it's you know the cold showers are colder right now. If you start taking cold showers in the summer, you're lucky. The pipes are a lot warmer. Uh, I can't get it that cold in the summer. But right now, it's freezing here in Utah, and, and that cold. Woof. Not only does it a wake me up, but man, I already got one hard shit out of the way, and and I I can do my whole shower now cold. Um, and um. And sickly, there's a part of me that enjoys it now. I still hate it every time, right? It's our brain resisting that. I've done a lot of ice baths, and um, but I always do that. I um, I, and 
you know, it ebbs and flows, but I, I tried to, I try to do right now. I'm really big on putting pen to paper. I got kind of out of that when I got really into, this is how I work. I can't accomplish everything at once. So I went really hard on breath work um, because I couldn't meditate ever very well. But when I learned the pattern of my breath, I learned that is meditation because that's all I'm focusing on. And I've really gotten some, some euphoric releases from really in-depth breath work things. I've really dove into it. But when I did that, I stopped writing, putting pen to paper as much. So still I'm finding the breath work, maybe not as aggressively, but I write up, put pen to paper. I usually um, do a quick gratitude journaling. I write some affirmations, um, which I used to think were so fucking cheesy, but it's not the affirmation. Like it's the affirmations that like challenge me to actually believe. Like that scare me to believe, yeah. you know, because I actually believe a lot of the ones I used to write now, like I believe them to, to my core, but the ones that I'm like, Oh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm there yet, mm -hmm. but I write it. Yep. And, um, you know, that's, that's already in the, and then, and then I say a quick prayer and I don't even know what I'm praying to. Like, I just need to make that abundantly clear. I'm part of no religious organization. I'm just like, I just touch base with, with the uh, power greater myself, but I ever, so I covered spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and then physically in the morning, I definitely huge fan of getting some sunlight and a quick walk in the morning with my dogs. Um, but eh, there hasn't always been sun lately. So I'll, um, but I try to do a little bit of, uh, I saw you've been doing your mobility stuff. I try to move my body, you know, I try to hydrate it and, uh, try to, you know, at least do some stretching if, um, if it's not you know, 10 degrees outside, I'll take my dogs for a walk, get my body physically moving. So I already covered physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually in the matter of that might've sounded like a long time because I talked too much. It's like fucking 10 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. 15 yeah. minutes, maybe. Yeah. Unless you go on a long walk. It's yeah. Yeah. The walk is the exception. So I think like, I, I think the big key there though, is it's really fucking simple. Like you didn't say anything weird, like, Oh, I, I meditate with, uh, these, Himalayan crystals in my hand and foil on my head. And, and then I go, you know, yoga in the sun, like crazy shit. Like, no. And that's the, when I first started doing more routines, it's very similar to your idea of like only, only sober people do this. I was like, only CEOs do that. Like, I don't need to do it. And then somebody was like, well, do you want to eventually be a successful entrepreneur? I was like, yeah. And he's like, then just fucking do the stuff. And I always looked at it like, this is all cheesy stuff. Like, I don't need to like have a visualization meditation session in the morning. And I don't need to write my gratitude. I know what I'm thankful for, but doing those cheesy quote unquote, cheesy things every single day just changes who you are. It's so simple and people don't want to buy into it. But like, I swear by all those things too, because it's the same thing for me, man. I wake up, I have my same exact routine that I do every single day, even to the extent of what type of book I read in my morning routine and where I sit with the fire, with my coffee, like everything has to be dialed in because it just changes how I operate. And if I operate differently, I affect and impact people differently throughout the day. And that's really what my life is about. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, a hundred percent. And you know what that is, man? It's the ego. The mm -hmm. ego tries to tell us that that shit is cheesy. I mean, I got buddies that still clown on me. Like, oh, where'd your affirmations go? Like one day they came over and I, I was, I was in a, I was in, I was struggling. I was going through some life shit like, and yeah, I handle it immensely better, but we all have our downtimes. And I had some post-it notes with affirmations written like on my stove, like, right. I could see it on my fridge. And one of them started clowning me for it. And you know, today, instead of getting mad, I'm just like, oh man, I remember being at that spot where that kind of stuff was like, oh, that's for, that's for bitches. Like, that's for, like, you know, I just like, whatever, whatever. I wanted to say, but that's the ego. That's the ego trying to tell us that like, you know, 
that shit seems too easy and cheesy. Like that's for like woo woo people, man. I'm all about the woo woo stuff. If like, if that's what we want to label it as, because I just have, I've dropped the ego out of it, man. It's just, Oh, cool. This might help me get better. Let's give it a shot. What do I have to lose? What, what it's, it's not my cup of tea. I mean, I tried to do like the visual meditations where some lady's taking me through a fucking field and my ADD brain, I'm like, why am I in a field? Who am I in a field with? Where, what's the weather? Why am I with her? Who else is with me? Is somebody behind me? Like, that's where my head would go. So I could never, but I gave it a long shot. And then I was like, okay, like just pure, like guided meditation is probably not for me. And that is okay. And then I stumbled upon breath work and I was like, oh, okay. And listen, sometimes when I use this app called Breathwork. I have no association with them. I, uh, like work is spelled W-R-K, but it's got, you can pick a minute, 30 seconds, two minutes. It's got every single type of breathwork pattern. It's got the science behind each one, why you're doing them. That's dope. Um, it guides you through. It's pretty cool. So I think that's, that's, that's a really useful tip because a lot of people think meditation, they think they got to sit crisscross legs. And I like, can't even sit crisscross. You know that. <laughs> but You're like, dude, stretch out, stretch out your adductors more. I'm like, huh? Dude, I, I'm, I'm horrible with that. But people think that's like, you got to sit in a quiet room. And you know, and, and I did that for a while where I was listening to like, waterfalls, and I would have to repeat these mantras. And eventually, it did work. Uh, if I really got into the mantras, but a lot of times I'd hear the, the AC kick on and I'd be like, is that the AC? Is that somebody outside? Is somebody walking? Like, and I'm just thinking about shit around me. And then it's just like, then I get pissed at myself for getting distracted, you know? Um, so usually what I do is like moving meditation. So I actually put like beats, like I like just hip hop beats with no lyrics. And I usually go on a walk, put my phone, I do not serve. And I go on a walk and I actually have like a list of things that I go through of like people in, in ta like not tasks, but like events or things in my life that I want to quote unquote visualize about, you know, and I literally just go through the list and I just walk and dude, I'm in the rain with an umbrella. Cause you know, it's shitty weather over here too. This morning it was snowing and I was walking through the trails, like same thing. Um, but again, it goes back to like doing that cheesy thing. And I think something you said is really important. A lot of people will shit on you for doing it because they're afraid of change or their ego won't allow them to accept. Like they, sometimes people even think like, Oh, you're better than me. Like, you know, cause they're not doing it. And this happens with dieting all the time. I know you experience this. Clients are like, it's hard for them to order the right thing or say no to going out and partying or something like that because the influence of friends and that they'll judge them. Sometimes you're projecting your own judgment on them. And other times they are literally unsupportive and you have to confront that. You know, like I always tell people, just say like, what you eat doesn't make me shit. So why do you care, right? And, and if you care about me, then let me fucking diet and lose weight because I'm unhappy with myself. If you have a good friend, there's not ever going to be somebody that's like, no, dude, stay fat. Like, I like you this way. Like, they're going to literally be like, dude, I'm sorry. And I actually had that conversation with a couple of my friends before in the past. Like, when I first started trying to lose weight, I was like 19, you know, 18, 19 years old, trying to lose weight, getting into training. And people, friends would say that shit to me. I'm like, dude, like, I'm, I'm really trying here. Like, I'm not happy. They're like, fuck, my bad, dude. I feel bad. You know, and then the conversation never happened again. And I think that's the important thing. People shit on you for their mantras or your affirmations because they're not doing them. Period. Yep. Yeah, dude, the, uh, you know, when I can see a client learn how to fucking say at a party, oh, no, thank you. I'm good. Like, that's so simple, right? But when I hear in a check-in, I'm so pumped to hear that, like, they finally are learning to stand on their own two feet. And they listen, if you have a friend that has a fucking problem with you saying no to their cupcake, then you should probably find a new friend. Like, 
I mean, there is something wrong with that person that has nothing to do with you. Like, and you know, I'm, I'm being a little facetious, but at the same time, it's like just learning to say that. I mean, honestly, why I tried pain pills was I was clowned at a party for always drinking my muscle milk, ready to drink light protein drinks. Right. That's all I cared about as a junior in high school was just being jacked. And I was, I looked back at pictures. I was like, God, kid, I had my hoop earrings, the puka shell <laughs> necklace, bro, the puffy bass. Yeah, but, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, was cause people were clowning on me. So I was offered some pain pills and I was like, all right, I, I don't want to be the, like it was that, and then that's where my life led. Mm. Now, granted, that's an extreme example, but I see that I was 17. Peer pressure is a very real thing. It's hard to stand on your own two feet when you don't know who the hell you are. Yeah. Right. But I see that in my uh, clients that are 37. I'm just like, no, you just say no. And like yeah. they're insecure about exactly what you said. If they have a problem with it, that says more about them, way more about them than you. They clearly have some insecurity issues. And the buddy that was clowning on me works at a fucking job he hates, right? I love him. If you listen to this podcast, I love him. He works at a job he hates. He bitches about it every day. Like, he has two kids. Um, he's not always stoked about having two kids. Like, yeah, just the truth. Like, I'm just like, dude. So, and then, you know, I, I, um, I'm an entrepreneur and it comes with stress, but I get to fucking create what I want. I love my job. I love my life. I'm happy. Yeah. So, you know, I can recognize it for what it is. This, this actually is perfect segue, dude. Like, and, and I think something I want to talk about is figuring out what you want as an individual and doing it for you. Cause even that whole conversation, you know, like it's like asking somebody like, why are you dieting right now? Why are you eating well and training? because I want to lose weight for who? For me. Okay, cool. So why are you giving into that peer pressure? You're going to eat that cupcake for them. You know, that doesn't make sense. So my question is, is, is how do you find that clarity on what you want? Because the thing I've noticed about you in the last, since I met you until now, like from the first time I met you to, to who you are today, confidence is way higher. Happiness seems way higher. Um, you're, you're like really, uh, and, and I mean this in the best way possible, cheesy, corny, funny self is like shining more than ever. Cause you were like that. You've always been like that, but it was usually like, like I didn't see it until I was hanging out with you in person and you'd be making jokes. And it's like, okay, there he is. Um, but it's, 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 you're so authentically you dude. And I respect the hell out of it. And you've grown so much in the last two to three years of just like being who you are and being happy and, and also being successful. So part of this might be like, man, I've just been doing those simple things every fucking day the whole time. And they just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a snowball effect, but is there anything else that you can share that, that you've done that you've had realizations around or like you've gained clarity on and how did you gain that clarity of what you wanted? Cause I know you've had some life changes as well. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate that dude, honestly. And, um, you know, it was, it was a fear of trying to make sure I kind of fit this mold with people before. And, and that's one thing that's dropped and it's been a, it's been a process where, and of course, when you're nervous to meet somebody or whatever, maybe you act a little different, but um, you know, when I first met you in this business coaching group, um, there was a lot of insecurity. I felt like I had to kind of like be this person that, you know, I really wasn't. And what's funny was, is, um, you know, it, when I was myself, people like you guys responded better. And I'm like, oh, they kind of fucked me up. I was like, oh, they, I think they actually like the real Brad better than like the guy who's, you know, trying to sit with his arms folded, like all tough. It's just not me. Like, and, and, you know, I'll call my clients on this shit, but yeah, man, it's a, it's a trip, dude. Um, 
You know, I think one thing that really helped me if I kind of go back, yes, it's all the consistent daily habits and practices. It's also being willing that, uh, to look into different directions, invest in, into some mentorship and coaching. And so, um, you know, I linked up with, with Jordan Syatt and Jordan doesn't really do like, I mean, even more low key than you, like he doesn't really like do like, He had a bunch of business mentor clients and like, he just doesn't really take them anymore. Um, and I know you've had Jordan on the show and you're a friend with him. And so after the podcast, I texted him and said, dude, I just had this feel like, I need you to help me. And he goes with what? And I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, that's not a fucking good enough answer. And I'm like, I just, I want to hire you. And he goes, I, I don't really like openly do that. And I said, can we just get on a call? So I did like beg this guy to hop on a call with me. So I hop on a call and he's like, what do you want? What do you want from me? Like, what can I help you with? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, I mean, he goes, you better fucking figure it out quick or I'm going to hang up. I love you, but I'm going to hang up. Like, don't waste my time. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I just feel like a fraud and I want to be me. And he was like, there it is. There it is. How many people have you told that to? And I'm like, nobody. And he's like, there you go. Okay. Now we can do some work. Let's talk more. So I had to, I had to basically beg Jordan to work with me. <laughs> and, uh, and he took me on and he took me on with the intent of helping with my messaging and my content. But he said, if we can get you to be the same fucking person on Instagram as you are in real life, as you are hanging out with your homies, as you are at your house, as you are in your bit, like, that's why guys like Gary Vee have won. Because they're the, he goes, I coach Gary. He's the same dude on Instagram, in his business, in his training, in an Uber car. He's the same guy. It doesn't change. And that's why he's won. And that's, I think that's why Jordan Syed wins, you know? And, um, and, and you, like I see, it's just, you're very... From the minute I met, you've been the same person in person, on a podcast, hanging out as homies, like just getting dinner, like you're the same dude. And so I want to commend you for that. So it started with my content and, but his, his whole kind of directive was if we, first off, I wanted more attention. I only had like four or 5,000 Instagram followers. I had built a business that did wonderfully well based off of, um, off of really local referrals. So our, our model was much different than we've really pivoted to much more online. Thank God. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, and, but I built the business that was, it was paying me well without having any Instagram influence. And so I was like, okay, it was never about like becoming Instagram famous. I'm too fucking late in the game for that. Like, I understand that. Like you can't start building a following in 2019 and expect to be Instagram famous, but I knew I needed more attention for what I wasn't sure. But the whole leverage point was to start just finding who, like just saying my truth and being me on social media. So I didn't have to like get this anxiety about having to be someone different. And, um, and it was, so I invested in it. Like, and it, yes, the directive was content, but through my content, I found how to just be more authentically me. And, um, and I struggled at first and he would call me on it. I mean, the first, you know, he'd be like, dude, if you post another shirtless selfie with a tagline that says, if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. I'm going to fucking fire you. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's, it's a good one. And he said, dude, never, never, ever, ever say that again. <laughs> like I needed somebody, you know, and the way Jordan goes about it, like yeah. he laughs as he says it. So it's like, oh, that kind of stings, but he's right. Like that's cheesy, you know? And so I started finding my message better, dude. And, and I started saying things that I've wanted to say, but was so scared of oh, what if, what if the trolls come out on my posts and they do when I do, when they say waste trainers suck, 
you don't know shit about body contouring. You, you big old meathead. Why don't you go read a textbook? Like, I mean, they come at me, yeah. but I don't care because it's my truth and it's things I've always wanted to say. And so through that, I started being okay with, and when, when I got people hating on me at first, I was like, well, oh, can't do this. And then I was like, no, like walk through. And it just started teaching me more just to be me. And if people disagree with you, who cares? Like if it's your truth, and through that, I started gaining more confidence in just being the same guy, no matter what. And it was a process. And it was, I look back at my first like pieces of content when I started with Jordan and I'm like, oh, you were still like, bless your heart. Like it was just, and I'm sure I'll look back in two years and be like, oh, that was a cute, you know, but that's the evolution I believe. And so through that, um, it really, really helped and, and, uh, find me like, in a weird way, it taught me so much more than just building an Instagram following. It taught me just to be who I am, say my truth, you know, uh, and there's some truths I have that would offend people to an up degree that aren't relevant to fitness and nutrition. So I don't say them that <laughs> there is a filter, but when it comes to what I feel like will really help people, I just started saying that. And then I noticed that carried into my life. I started acting a little, and then I created characters like this Sheena character and, and uh, this guy, Marty, the meathead now. And because that's just me, dude, I'm goofy. I'm funny. Um, and I couldn't say that before. Like I couldn't say like, oh, I'm a funny guy because I would get all insecure about it. Like, I'm not the funniest dude I know, but um, Jordan Syatt's funnier than me. We fucking laugh a lot on our calls. But like, I'm like, I've, I was gifted with a sense of humor to be able to make people laugh. So why not use that? You know, my fear of doing like a Sheena character was that I was going to get attacked by like, that I was somehow being disrespectful to any kind of like transgender or anything. And I've gotten literally one comment of that. That's it. And it's not, it's never intended to be that the people who should be more offended are all my past clients that know Sheena is modeled after them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, dude, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm going on a long tangent here, but that was the first step was I invested in a, in a mentor who, yeah, our aim was content, but just like with, with, you know, with fitness nutrition, we just use that as the vehicle to start helping someone feel more empowered about them. Mm -hmm. more self-esteem, more self-confidence, right? He started using my, like me producing the content and finding my message and only saying like my truth, not saying what I think will get a lot of likes, just saying my truth. And that was the vehicle that carried into me starting to operate that and just fully being like, oh. And when people started to respond, I mean, I went from, you know, you know 5,000 followers to 10 to 15 to 20, like in, in a decent, I mean, shorter amount of time than I anticipated it clicked that like, Oh, people do like the real Brad that does do better. Okay. That's pretty cool. And uh, it carried into all areas, man. So, I mean, essentially it just boils down to authenticity and transparency. And I think, I think the judgment and fear of judgment and comparison are the two things that like, I think cripple people so much, you know, and, and, you didn't directly say that, but essentially it's like you were holding back from being yourself because you were fearing judgment from others. Um, some of the things were just complete in your head and never actually happened, you know? And then the other side is, is, and I'd be curious if this happened to you is just comparison, you know? Cause I think a lot of times people don't be themselves because they're watching what others are doing too closely. Um, and you've known me for a long time. I'm, I'm really good at like putting my blinders on and just being like, I just don't care what other people are doing. And that helps me not compare 
but it's easier said than done, you know? And I think that that comparison, that constant comparison, especially with social, social media makes it really hard to not do. Um, I think that stops people from being them, their authentic self. Yeah, dude, a hundred percent, man. It was, um, the first time Jordan Syatt looked at my content, I was posted maybe twice a week or something very inconsistently. And he goes, oh God, who are you following? That was his first question. And I said, why? And he said, you're trying to be like every other fit influencer, like stop. Like, who are you following? And I started thinking about it. So I did a cleanse of people I was following that like, honestly, I wasn't even getting a lot from. I just like, they have a lot of followers. So somehow I was equating that to like, they're successful. And the longer I've gone, I've met a lot of people that have 900,000 followers that are broke, like, you know, um, but that was my perception at the time, right? Like, oh, they must, they must be really successful. And this is what they post. So I should post like that. And so the people, I wasn't getting any value from their content and just found myself like comparing myself and like, you know, then I unfollowed, man. And um, that was kind of the first step for me, but you know, it's interesting, even along the way, it's, it's funny because I've been, I've had people talk shit. This one troll I had that was impressive how long he followed me and trolled until I finally blocked him. <laughs> but uh, it was impressive. I was like, it's a full year. This guy's been trolling me. I'm like really impressed. He was like, yeah, Jordan Syatt's little fucking brother. And I'm like, first off, I'm seven years older than him. Secondly, I'm significantly bigger than him. Like, but I see what you're saying. I, I get where you're going with this. Um, because my content kind of matches and mirrors his, but that's why I wanted, that's why I sought him out was I like, I was like, God, I just read, like, that's how I want to talk. Like everything you say is right in line. Like my message is very simplistic. Like our friend, Sam Miller, I said, we have like the polar opposite on like our messaging. Like he is so in depth, like his infographics sometimes make me dizzy because he's got so much information on there, but he's so like, and then I'm like calorie fucking deficit, calorie surplus, consistency, patience. Like I sell the most unsexy message, but, and so I, I, and I got offended that at first, but I was like, you know what, in that sense, like if you're comparing me to Jordan Sider saying that somehow my content matches mirrors that I'll take that as a compliment. I was on a podcast with a guy you, you mentor, uh, his name's Cody, I believe as well. And, he, um, I gave him a follow at the end of the podcast. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I like this vibe. It's kind of similar to, to Cody's. And he's like, I, I know. Man. And he got like insecure. And I said, no, dude, that's a compliment. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, that's my mentor. So, you know, it kind of like, that's just what I gravitated towards. In that sense, I don't, I was like, dude, that, I'm, if I'm comparing your content to Cody's, that's not an insult. But, um, but comparison can be such a dangerous game. It's like, who are you comparing yourself to, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think seeking out somebody that you don't necessarily compare yourself to, but see yourself in, but maybe they're 10 steps ahead of you, five steps ahead of you like that's that's helpful, you know, because I think even, even for me, I've had mentors over the years that, um, that some that when I first met them, I saw so much of me in them, that that's why I hired them. Um, some of them, I no longer saw myself in them at a certain point in time. And some of them, like I left and continue to see myself in them, you know, and, and I think, modeling things after those people is fine as long as you're I mean you're still you you know um like with Cody's situation it just happens to be that his name is Cody too it just you know it's actually funny he actually just uh finally brought on a, a media guy his name's Travis <laughs> it's like shut the hell up he texts me he's but like he's he's not the Travis don't he no he's not the Travis nobody's the Travis Travis is the goat he's, he's Travis, Travis is the goat dude he's the legend he is 
And uh, and he was like, I just I was hoping I was I hope you were gonna be unavailable, and I just talked to Travis the whole time. <laughs> Not a chance, man. I wouldn't miss this for a world. But um, but no, I think I think that's huge, and I, and I'd love to kind of get your take on the whole mentorship thing. You know, I think we've both had. Um, I mean, we've both had good and bad experiences over the years. You know, I've had many mentors. I had a conversation with a guy that I'm working with, uh, uh, Steven yesterday on the phone. And I was like, actually, dude, I've never not had a mentor to be completely honest with you. It's just that I've had different mentors over times. Um, even in my early years, I didn't pay for mentors, but I had mentors in my life. And then eventually I started investing them. Um, and, and I think it's really important, but I had this, this really cool moment, uh, a couple of weeks, two or three weeks ago, I had my mentor group over at the facility they spent three days with me we did a bunch of like real mastermind not like the the phony bullshit masterminds that we see now today but we had three days and, and on the second day I brought him in my home and I, and I brought a private chef in and it was like such a cool experience and I was just sitting there you know my daughter's on my lap we're having a glass of wine and we're all just talking about life and my wife's there the chef's cooking these guys are conversating I'm just kind of staring at him like man this is like a really cool moment because and this is nothing against my mentors because even the mentor I have right now, I've never been to his house, but I've never been invited into the home of my mentor that I hire to eat with his family, you know, and like, and that doesn't mean to be a good mentor. You need to invite people over to eat dinner with your family. But my point is, is like, I was sitting, I was like, man, this is going beyond business coaching. This is like, these, these are relationships, you know, and this is real connection. This is the coolest fucking thing. And it was a really like, kind of like, quote unquote, proud papa moment, you know, seeing these guys, they've grown so much and like just being there. But, um, Fill me in on the state of mentorship, man. Like, how do you see it? What are your experiences? What advice do you have for people? I get that all the time. Like, how do I find a good mentor? And, and like, what is your advice to people? Yeah. Wow, dude. I mean, thanks for sharing that story, dude. I actually got chills when you were saying it because I know those. And and to me, again, this is like how I think outside of that. That was like a spiritual experience. That was nothing about material. That was nothing about, oh, man, these guys pay me a lot of money. It was just like in that moment, present, your daughter on your lap. And it's just like, Nothing else mattered in that moment, but just being present. Like, that's what life is about. Like, that gave me chills as you were saying that. Cause that, and it's those moments where you can be introspective. And, and, and that's why, dude, that's why you've won, bro, because you're not an egomaniac. For all of you guys who don't know, Cody's incredibly successful and you, you don't ever act any different, dude. I mean, I'm sure you've, you've exponentially grown in your revenue since I met you and you are the same guy. Like, you're a better version, but you know, um, I appreciate that a lot, dude. But yeah, but. dude, just being able to be in that moment and be grateful and be like, wow, like this is so cool, you know? Um, yeah, as far as mentorships, man, I, I mean, here's, you know, I started Key Nutrition with no mentor and that was a huge mistake. And um, I wish I would have had one. I made a lot of poor decisions. I, I structured things really incredibly wrong without advising why people don't give a certain percentage. I was like, Oh, I'll just be the nice guy. Well, there's a reason why you don't give your coaches that much of a percentage. Like that's not incredibly profitable. And like I spent a lot of stupid money and I wish I would have had one. But you know, when I finally was ready, I was like, okay, like I'm at my wits end. Like why, you know, like I, I need some help. I, I'm just throwing darts in this thing, you know, and, and I hired my first mentor and, um, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't, uh, I didn't do much research. I just went off my gut feeling and, um, and you know, I've, and since that point, I've same thing. I've always had a mentor, you know, and, uh, that one was a little deeper dive. And, and honestly, I think, I think anytime, um, I tread lightly saying this, 
if you have to give a ginormous chunk of money up front for a year's time for a mentor, for me, like, and, and I don't even, you could structure your guys like that's why I'm trying to, I'm treading lightly. I don't know how you do it. I agree with you 100%. So, so like, you is. just put it a ton of money. It, like it, I mean, I had one guy that I'm helping right now. I kids just the evolution. I've had some people ask me, I don't offer it, but now I've got three that I meant, you know, that are mentees and I'm sure we'll probably grow like yours where just slowly over time where you're like, Oh, cool. I've got this thing on the side that I don't even promote that always stays full, but he had paid, you know, um, $40,000. And let me tell you, this guy does not have 40 grand for a lifetime mentorship. <laughs> they make those. <laughs> What the hell does that mean? I was like, the only, like, unless you're getting a life sentence in prison, I'm just not, life? Like, what are you talking about? Like, life? Come on. That is not how it's supposed to work. And, of course, the guy was super good for the first three months and then very inconsistent on getting back to him, little things here and there. You know, it was just, um, and he was left bummed. And I said, cool, man. Okay, well, I'm not going to make you do that. So I think anytime that that was, you know, my my first mentor, I, I made the mistake of doing that. You know what it was out of? It was out of ego um, because I wanted to look really cool. And it was a stretch financially, but I did it. Um, and I, but I, I messed a lot of them. I don't know if this happened to you, but in those situations, if they're selling you on that in front of other people, that's where I like, I'm like, this is not right because that's where the ego kicks in. Cause you're like, all right, well, these other dudes might do it. So I got to be the alpha male that does it too. You know, and that hundred percent super wrong. hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, how it was structured was kind of in front of other people and it was like individually taken out, but you knew like everyone in the room knew that person was going out uh, to go speak and get sold on this. And I was like, you know, so anyways, um, but I'm glad I did it. Here's, here's what, um, you know, I saw myself in that mentor a lot. And to be honest, for for uh, probably six or eight months, I got a ton out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and also, one thing I failed in that and that I've learned since was there were certain things that particular mentor was telling me to do that weren't just in, that were not in line with my moral character of how I wanted to operate in business or not maybe not even moral, maybe just how I wanted to operate, period, like just not the way I speak and it kind of felt very unorthodox. And, and instead of me saying, nah, I can't do that. That's just not my messaging, man. Like I, that feels icky to me. And that's all I need to know. Like if it feels icky, I don't want to do it. Like that's that gut feeling being like, nah, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. But I didn't know how to use my words and just say that. So I would do it. And so it was my fault. Like I, I was left a little bit resentful at times, but that's because I wasn't living my truth because I didn't know who the fuck I was. Right. And so, but I got a lot out of that mentor and he really, really helped me. And I'm going to be honest, I got a lot about what I didn't want to do. And for me, because I had already committed to a certain amount of time and about two thirds of the way through, I was like, I want to be done with this. And I remember having a chat with somebody who just said, Hey, why don't you try to just get as much out of this? You've already paid, just see what you can do. But like, and what I got out of it, I, I got what I could. And I also got some things how I didn't want to, to do things. Um, in my business, if I ever had a mentorship. And again, that is that sounds almost like harsh, but I think in any time, you can see what you don't want to do and get just as big a lesson, right? Absolutely. And so, so grateful I did it, got a lot out of it, a ton out of it. The amount of money I invested was was the, the discrepancy between what I felt like I got out of it. But, you know, I, I've let that go. And I'm just like, cool, great experience. And uh, 
And then I continued to hire mentors. When I started a podcast, I was like, how hard this can be. I'm very, very just, um, yeah, I just go, dude. I'm just kind of, uh, oh, cool. Let's just start a podcast. It can be that hard. We'll just hit record. So about 30 episodes in, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, what's the structure of my show? Do I have a message? So I hired a friend of ours, Chase Tuning. And Chase helped uh, streamline. And, and it was a very low-touch thing, but he helped kind of streamline some of my podcast messaging, how I wanted the show to feel and look. And, and I used him for six months. And so our show has grown exponentially. Um, but that wasn't by accident. I invested in a mentor who helped streamline the message. And then over duration of consistency, it's built up, you know, to where it is today. But um, I think mentorship is so big. And, you know, again, me investing in Jordan was like what I thought it was like about my content, but I really deep down knew it was so much more than that has, has exponentially helped me um, just grow as a human. And for me, that's the most important part, right? Is growing as a human. And I've had some other mentors um, in between there and um, you're not going to jive with everyone and that's okay. But I think you can always take some stuff out of it. But I think you need to be diligent and like looking into this person, seeing what they're about. Um, and then going with your gut and just, just go with it, you know, and leave the ego out of it and learn how to like, even if your mentor tells you something, your mentor is not God. Like, just tell them, Hey, I don't agree that it doesn't resonate with me. And having a mentor that's open to having a very open dialogue, like, okay, well, let's look at what way would feel right to you. Like, and, and that's what I didn't get from my first mentor that I'm like, okay, if I have, if I have the opportunity to start mentoring people, I'm going to, I'm going to work with them instead of be addicted. I'm gonna, like, what feels good to you? Like, let's find your messaging. I can tell you what I think will work, but if it doesn't align with you, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. I love that dude. <clears throat> Very similar experiences. I've, I've, I, I actually would say like, I have just as many massive takeaways in the sense of what I wouldn't do as I do what I would do from mentors, previous bosses, everything like, you know, and that's not throwing any shade at any of those people. It's just people are different. And it's and it's recognizing that like, that might work for you, but I don't want to do that and, and walking away and being able to do it better. Or how did I feel in this scenario? I don't want to let anybody else feel that way if it was a negative thing and then changing how you operate because of that. Um, I love that, man. I think I think I think it's really, really important for people to hear. And I love that you started with the money thing, because I agree. And I think that like, it's actually why I don't typically like paid in fulls for anything. And most people are like, why would you not accept a paid in full? It's like, because like, I want for two reasons. One, I want money to come out of their pocket every month. So they stay consistent. And I want money to come uh, into my pocket every month. So I keep delivering value versus getting a big chunk of money being like dope. And then a couple months in, if I start slacking because of that, like that's on me, you know? And, and so personally, we, we try to avoid paid in fulls all the time in every sense, but. Me too, dude. Same exact way. Like I don't, and even just from just as an, if you're an entrepreneur out there, even from a cash flow perspective, it's not a wise decision. No. Like even just managing how much monthly income you have coming in, especially if you're kind of starting up, it sounds great to get four or five grand or whatever, two grand or 10 grand paid in full. Um, but unless you're very responsible with your money and you're like, pay yourself out monthly on that, you generally, you know, you overspend it. And then you have a client that you're, you feel like you're making no money off of, even though they paid you, right? Yeah. I completely agree. I think it's human nature that that's not hitting their account anymore as the coach or the mentor. Um, I try not to judge it because I've even found myself in that trap, but I don't do paid in fulls anymore, but where you get a little lax because the money is long gone at this point. 
like, you know, and so, um, yeah, I, but I just, man, I just, I, and not every mentor is going to fit, but you just give it a whirl and see like, but if you really want to evolve, I mean, I'm a coach, so I'm incredibly biased, but coaching works, man. Yeah, it works. It does. I'm going to, I'm going to try to boil that down into a couple action steps people could take or like things that they can look for to find the right mentor. Um, And then we'll finish with one question because I want to be respectful of your time, but listening to what you said, it's kind of like, you should see the person, you should see yourself in that person, maybe a bigger version of yourself in that person. Um, They should act a specific way that you agree with and aligns with your core values and integrity. Um, They shouldn't throw huge dollar signs right out the gate. Like it should be, it shouldn't be like a hungry sale. You know, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of what I'm getting out of those things. And then the thing I would add, and then I'll let you add anything if I missed anything is that I think like you went about this a really good way by podcasting with Jordan first. I think if you do something like that, you're getting an opportunity to talk to them or collaborate with them without them knowing that you're even considering mentoring with them, right? You weren't, and then you ended up, but in, in even a different situation, some random person reaches out to me for a podcast and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's do it. I'm enthusiastic. Connect you to my assistant. We get on the podcast, have a blast. They should leave the podcast going like, damn, Cody is just as willing and as cool as I thought he would be or as he presents himself. Um, And then after that, they're like, he is a good fit for a mentor, right? Because I see that that is actually who he is. And and he's not just putting our facade or like, when I DM'd him outside of Instagram or when we got on a podcast, he was a dick. He was in a rush. He cut me off like anything like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's really who he is. And I try to stay true to that. Like, obviously this is me talking. So take it for what you will. But I've even been in situations where I ran into somebody in Costco and they were like, boom, boom. And I was like, fuck. And I like went over and it was this lady and uh, this wine lady and her kid. And I sat there and talked to him for a while. And she was like, holy shit. Like you were really, I go to your podcast. You're just like you are. I met a girl at a, uh, a concert. I think it was, Luke Combs concert it might have been but I had two beers in my hands and I was like walking and she was like I listen to your podcast and we were like bullshit and I had beers we're talking same thing you know and that means the world to me and it motivates me when I hear somebody say like damn you're just like I thought you would be like to just keep being myself and I think that pays off a lot but um is there anything you would add to that list when searching for a mentor dude I mean (sighs) obviously they should be successful or good at what they do but (laughs) I think that's a given yeah, unfortunately, though, it's not like I, I know some people who business mentor where I'm like, so you don't have a business that's yeah. successful. Yeah, like it, it's it exists mm-hmm. like I, but yes, a prerequisite should be like they should have created success. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a certain dollar amount or whatever, but just overall. But I, something you really hit on that I think I think I was trying to say and I appreciate you articulating it more clearly was for me, character matters a lot. Like, I, I want to know this person opera because really, for me, I'm investing in a mentor, not just to get the X's and O's on how to build a better funnel. And maybe some people are. And, and if that's maybe some mentors are just like, dude, no, like, I'm not your fucking friend. I just give you tactics. That's it. Like, cool. Uh, that's not for me. Character matters. Like, I want to know that this this person's like a good dude and that there's somebody that I can relate with and that how they operate in their family life matters, right? I mean, I'm going through a I'm going through a divorce and uh I have a new kid and people are like, oh my God. But for the people who know, it's not surprising we had split and got back together and um and we're on really good terms today. I mean, it's like people are like, Your divorce is gonna go south here soon. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe it won't, because I'm operating with integrity. But those, um, 
I mean, like, you know, Jordan Sai, like, reached out to me multiple times during this time and just said, dude, are you okay? I, what, I love you, bro. What can I do for you? Like, are you, this is not about business. That matters to me. Like, and, and called me and said, dude, we're not talking business. I, I, I just want to talk about you, bro. How are you? Like, you're going through divorce. That's tough. And, um, and, you know, I just, sorry, I just like vomited that at the end there. I didn't actually didn't mean to, <laughs> um, but I'm walking through that divorce with integrity and it's all the same things. And in an odd way, and this sounds no disrespect, I, I'm happier than I've ever been because I know I'm doing the right choice and it's a fucking hard choice, but it's the right choice. And it's the right choice for my son to never know any different because it was not a matter of if we got divorced, it was a matter of when we just, it just wasn't there. And, and People say, what happened? Did someone cheat? No, nothing bad. Like, that's that's what kind of blew me away was people are like, oh, what? Like, oh, my God, it just wasn't the right fit. And we just, it was like pegging around whole trying to connect for four years now. It just didn't make sense. And people go, oh, but you got a kid. And I'm like, exactly. Exactly, we have a kid. And like, I don't want that. I don't want Dominic to ever know any different than like, you know, dragging a kid through a divorce at five years old is a lot different. Yeah. And so, um. I've appreciated mentors that have character that could sense that like I'm struggling and I didn't want to admit it at times during this. It's been hard, but it's been the right thing. And, you know, it's going on six months now and, and we're, we're finalizing it. And um, I couldn't be any happier about the way we're communicating and having a mentor that knew it was important just to like, we were connected enough that he could just feel that like I was off. Like I didn't even say anything, but he could just feel it. That matters to me. And like, he was genuine. It wasn't like a checking the box task. So character and, and who that human being is as a mentor matters. I love that, man. I can, I can relate. Obviously I'm not, I'm not going through that, but the hardest thing for me has always like being an entrepreneur has always been balancing family and business. Cause I'm, I'm like you, like I'm an action taker. And it's like, if I get something in my mind, it consumes me. And like, if we have a task, if there's something going on, if there's project, like I'm fucking in that. And I have to turn it off. And it's easy to turn it off when I'm with my daughter now because she's so active and playful. But for a long time, it was really, really hard for me to go home and be present. And, and that wears on Shannon, you know. And my mentor uh, is somebody that, like, he actually – I was his first mentor client because he's never done that. He's on many businesses. He's very successful, family man, all these things. And he posted on social media that he was thinking about doing it. And I immediately texted him. I was like, I don't care how much it costs. I'm down. Like, I've known you for seven years. Like, let me in. I'm in. But he suggested – he was like – what would you say if I coach Shannon on a call? Like I just talked to her on the phone every couple of weeks while I coach you and I'm not going to share what we talk about, but what, what are your thoughts on that? And I was like, I mean, why? And he's like, because if I can help her and I can help you and then you guys are better together because of it and you guys understand each other more, like that's a win and that's a win for me. And I was like, man, that's fuck. Yeah. Like what, what, like how much he's like, no, don't worry about that. Let's just, you know, figure this out. And I'm like, man, thank you. Like that's super dope. That's the real deal. And Shannon loves it. She's like, I just have like an outlet. Now she's super close with Andreas and, and their family and stuff. So it's, it's just a really cool thing. And it's very similar to what you were saying. Um, so I, I love that you threw that in there. And, and I want to, I want to let you make a plug before we wrap this up, dude, because I know that you have been mentoring more. Um, now, if you're not accepting clients, you can shut me down and be like, nope, sorry. But um, <laughs> this is a time to plug like you and I both aren't I'm assuming, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you and I both aren't in the business coaching business. Like we're not here to scale a mentorship and like, like have a hundred people in this program or anything. It's pretty low key. It's pretty small. And that's why I have no problem with you plugging and pitching yours because at the end of the day, like I look at it like this, if there's somebody listening to this that needs help in their life and in their business 
and they relate to you more and they reach out to you and then fucking great. Like you're going to be able to help them. Like if they relate to me more then they'll reach out to me and maybe I'll help them. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not about anything else besides helping people. And, and we're two different people um, doing the same thing. So I'd love for you to kind of tell, tell everybody what you're doing right now. I know it's pretty fresh and then like kind of give yourself a little pitch and plug and then, and then we'll wrap things up. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's the same thing, man. And, and honestly, it wasn't like, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to fall in line with Cody, but it's happening. Just probably how yours happened, which was actually somebody asked, I mean, the first guy just like, I mean, pretty much begged me. And I was like, ah, Miles, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do it. 90 days later, he kept asking. And finally I was like, all right, dude, let's hop on a call. Like, what do you want? And, um, you know, I told him what areas I can really help him in. And I think that's another thing I'm looking for any kind of mentor. Like, I'm very self-aware of what areas I can really, I never want to over-promise and under-deliver. There are certain areas of business where I'm like, you're going to have to hire out for that. That's not my specialty. Uh, Facebook ads, uh, even like uh, funnels, um, some of that I'm not the best with, right? So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm willing to take some people. And again, I have three right now. And I think I'll probably cap that out around 10, like probably, I don't know how many yet, but like, Again, like there's so many other facets in my business I'm doing, but you know, I, I tell people like I can help with like, you know, everything podcasting to, to creating content, to, um, finding your message, to finding price points, you know, how to attract more clients organically, you know, through the use of social media and, and not spending ad, ad money, you know, um, and so I'm very clear what I can help people with. And a lot of that is, Hey, if you like want to start and grow a podcast like i can help you with that i've invested in mentors that taught me our show does really well now i can help you with that if you need help on on your content and more importantly like if you want to find out like more integrity about who you are and be the same person on social media and your business and your fan like just the same person like i've been there done that i can help you find that messaging and um so yeah, man, I'm doing that. And then I got a course called the next level experience, which uh, I should have actually spun when you asked me about the 12 steps. It's how it came to be. So it's an eight week course that's uh, intense and intimate and interactive. And um, this is the second round of it. And I'm starting to see, I think this is a business. I haven't like gone full bore on promoting it because I'm going to be honest. I was like, let's do a round or two and make sure a, that it fulfills the shit out of me. Cause I'm in a place in my business where I don't want to do something just for money. I want to feel fulfilled. So I want to make sure, like, I wanted to make sure not only the proof of concept worked, but that I actually enjoyed it. So I've been a little, as so I finally created a, a website just barely. So I'm going to roll with it and I'm going to, you know, we're going to do it quarterly. It's an eight week course that takes people through, um, you know, it's, it's, we cover health and habits. So you get, you know, um, online coaching through the whole thing with fitness, nutrition, but, um, and then it's, um, you know, it's a group setting and we only allow 12 people in because, people cry, people get vulnerable. And, you know, it just any more than that, people start losing that intimate feel of the community. So it's we go over physically, mentally, spiritually, um, relationships, uh, each week is a different level focused on a different thing, spirituality, abundance, um, you know, creating the life for your dreams. And so um, it's a cool deal. And so it's, uh, it's eight weeks. And so um, I can I can send you over the uh, the info on that as far as the next level experience, the next one will be launching end of, uh, end of April. Perfect. Yeah. This will be out well before then. So I'll, I'll, I'll link that in the show notes once you send it to me. Um, and something real quick that you left out of your mentorship, uh, and that I focus on that I know you do too. And that's why I'm bringing this up is a lot of times, uh, there's a lot of things personally that are worked on before business. 
So Brad kind of mentioned a lot of the business stuff that he can help with, but at the end of the day, if your, your head and your heart aren't in the right place, or you're confused, or you're lacking confidence, you're lacking uh, the routines, the, the mental capacity, all those things, like we work on those things first, you know, and, and I know you do the same thing because there's a lot of things that you do for personal development and, and support your clients with personal development wise things that you and I support each other with at times and both have talked about those all come first. So it's, it's, uh, and, and I say this just cause I know him, Brad really well, it's more than, and so is mine. It's, it's, this is why I call it mentorship, not business coaching. It's more than just that, you know, we just yeah. we work with business owners in the fitness space. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. I mean, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly that, that, yeah, that's the base of it is helping you become a better human. So you can show up in your business and actually figure out, do you want, I've actually, I'm working with one client right now who is, is making good money and, we got to change some things he's doing, but he's like, I don't know, man. I just don't know if like, I think I was happier having more spare time and a little less money. And I'm like, dude, maybe that's true. And that yeah. is okay. Like I got some buddies that are happy as shit to make 78 grand a year. And they, they do, any, they, they play on every tournament. They go on trips all the time. They play in every so softball league. <laughs> they, they play in every fantasy football league. They love their life. And so it's figuring out like, what do you really want? Mm -hmm. Like, and how are we going to get that for you? And how are we going to have you happy during the process? That is the most important thing, man. Yeah. You got one life, dude. It is not meant to just grind yourself to death to make money. We got to get you happy and fulfilled in the process. And then the money becomes the byproduct. Love it, dude. Couldn't be better. So I think it's a great place to just fucking drop the mic and end it. Um, tell I'll everybody where they right can now. find you. Um, on, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It's on a stand, so it'd be hard, but I'll throw it. But when we're done, I'll throw this bitch, dude. Like a like a rock, you know, when they throw their guitars, I'm always like, that was expensive, I bet. Um, at the Sober Bodybuilder on Instagram, all one word. That's where I'm the most active. Uh, website is keynutrition.com if you want to look into any of the coaches. But um, uh, the ne my next level experience.com is uh, about the next self experience. And our podcast is the Key Nutrition Podcast. Cody will be back on there soon because I have an idea what I want to talk to you about, but I'll text you about it later. <laughs> Perfect. I'll link all that in the show notes for you guys to check out. Dude, thank you for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, bro. Love you, man.